Hi everyone, I'm Steve Karlick and I'm here with Jonathan Croyle. We worked together to write the Condemned podcast for Syracuse.com. In this podcast, we retell the story of five guys from Syracuse area who killed people and earned themselves in a seat in the electric chair. Uh, First, we want to thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our series. And second, as a sort of epilogue, we wanted to talk with you about the bizarre government report, which basically helped guide us in learning about the electric chair and the use of electricity as a method of carrying out uh, capital punishment. Um, first things first, uh, offer a warning here. This government report we're going to talk about really gets kind of gruesome and macabre in some ways. And, That's and, right. Uh, if you're sensitive for this sort of thing. At least bit squeamish. It may not be for you. Um, but anyways, with that said, Jonathan, this report had one of the great all-time names of a government report. That's right. It was the, in deep breath, it was the report of the commission to investigate and report the most humane and practical method of carrying into effect the sentence of death in capital cases. I think you did the acronym for that. It was like rocks and blah, 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 blah. That's right. I tried a mnemonic, but he came up with nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when was this written? It was written in 1888. And why was it written? They were looking for a cleaner, more efficient way of killing a person. Why was that? I mean, weren't the gallows uh, the method at the time? Why not just stick with the gallows? Well, there were some problems. Um, going back to Roxolana Truce. That would be like 1886 or something, right? Uh, a few right? years before. Yeah. Uh, she was a Herkimer County housewife um, in a horrible marriage with a brute of a man. And one day... One day, they sit down for breakfast. That's right, and there is an argument. And I think at this point, Roxolana had had enough. And so Roxolana uh, basically pulled out the family gun. And blew him away. Well, she tried. Because right. she took a shot, hit him, right. but didn't kill him. That's right. So and she did what any good mother weird. would do. <laughs> and um, passed the uh, rifle to her son and... Um, he proceeded to empty the rifle into the father. And that didn't quite do it. No, they ended up chopping him up with an axe. With an axe. And they tried to burn him, too. And then they set his remains on fire and dumped him in a swamp. Okay, so that sort of activity lands you in a capital (laughs) crime. That's right. And And I think um, most of us, when we think of hangings, we think of the old trap door and you drop, but... Um, in New York State, I guess, at this time, they used this kind of weight suppression system in which a rope is attached to weights. The rope is cut, the weights drop, and it throws the condemned person up into the air. And when they drop back to earth, the sudden drop will cause their neck to break. But there's a problem with Roxalana. She's not a very big woman. So up she goes, and when she comes back down, the force is not great enough to snap her neck. And consequently, she's suffered. Right. She slowly strangles to death over 15 minutes. And word of this gets around. In addition to other botched Gallo uh, incidents yeah, around the world. England case. There's um, a story. But, yeah, especially a, a, a New York State housewife, not a good look. So the legislature starts to hunt around for an alternative. That's and right. this commission is formed. A three-man commission. And who were the three people that landed on this commission? We had Elbridge Jerry, um, a 
grandson of a Declaration of Independence signer. There was Matthew Hale, the grandson of the famous American spy Nathan Hale. Who ironically was put to death by the British uh, Army. He was hanged uh, for being a spy. And the third person was, uh, of all people, a Buffalo dentist. That's right, Alfred Southwick. Alfred had witnessed a person getting electrocuted. That's right. And he thought, wow. A light bulb goes off, an electric light bulb, and thinks there is a cleaner, more efficient, uh, more humane way, almost painless, of killing a person. So he did what anyone naturally does. He starts hunting for stray dogs around the neighborhood. That's right. And he he zaps them. He wants to do some research, bothers the local SPCA, give me some donations, let me electrocute them in my basement, I'll make notes, and I'll turn this all into the state legislature. In the name of science. So this commission... And they don't laugh at him. (laughs) So this commission does its work. And the result was this report. That's right. And where did you find it? Um... On Amazon, thank God. Um, you have no idea what you can find on Amazon when you look. So and so you got your hands on this baby for, for 15, $15. bucks. And I think at the time you found it, it was about ranked 5 million most popular. Well, it's, five million, it. it's 5 million now. Um, I think it was 20 million <laughs> when I first bought it. So it rocketed okay. up the charts of my one purchase. You're an influencer, you, Jonathan. Goes to show you Amazon's inventory. So what they did was uh, examined all the cultures and history. That's right. And they came up with 34, 34. methods of execution. Um, early on, execution was a method to strike terror into the That's hearts right. of the populace. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily just to, because a person committed a crime. Right. You weren't just wreaking crime. vengeance on a person. You were um, evoking fear that no one would ever want to think of um, crossing the state. So some of these methods of execution they came up with were for public show. That's right. And others were really for the dispatch of uh, criminals. That's and, right. and New York was not necessarily at the time looking to make a spectacle no. of execution. They wanted clean, easy, painless. Okay, so this 34. Let's go through this list. Right. Some of these are obvious. Beheading, burning at stake, burying alive, firing squad, and stoning. That's right. But some... Rich landowners who were building castles had a had a twist that they would do on the on the uh, burying alive. Right. right. I mean, you could build, you could dig a hole and throw a person in and then cover them up. But hey, if you're in a civilized country and you have better ideas, why not build the wall with him inside? Yeah, just seal him up. Right. Uh, for yeah. posterity's sake. It's a great conversation starter. <laughs> yeah. You know, know who's, who's in, behind you know, that wall? You know, yes. Yeah, that guy who crossed me. <laughs> oh. Okay, so next, uh, you know, we pretty much have an idea of what crucifixion. Right. And then there's flogging, uh, your basic guillotine, uh, hanging, stabbing, strangling, suffocation, poisoning, and drowning. Um, I think we have an idea of Harry Carey. But uh, that's falling on your sword, right? That's right. Um, I think the term in English is uh, translates to happy dispatch. Um, this was more of a suicide, a state-ordered suicide. Um, it kind of would save a family its reputation, uh, save its fortune if the guilty party would kill himself rather than having the state do it. Okay. So what is precipitation? That is throwing someone off a cliff. 
Um, blowing from a cannon sounds pretty clear, but... That's right, but there are two variations. You could either stuff a man into the cannon and fire it off into the four winds, or, and this is probably much worse, um, you could put his vital organs over the opening of the cannon, um, fire off the cannon, and literally explode his insides to 10,000 atoms. That's what they called it, to 10,000 atoms. That's right? right. Yeah, yeah. Boiling, but not necessarily just in water. Right. If you had, you know, leftover lead or spare lead or sulfur, use that. Agonizing way to go. What is decimation? Decimation is the military punishment in which the commanding officer, for the good of the war effort, would take care of mutineers by drawing lots or picking every tenth soldier and executing them that way. Because you didn't want to wipe out your unit, right. but for the you good of the war effort, right? Yeah, and also um, it feels fear in the ranks that maybe someday my name will be called. Should we ever think of mutinying? Sure. Okay. Dichotomy. Dichotomy was cutting a person in half. Lengthwise, halfway. Which was? I'm it? not sure. Does it matter? <laughs> no, not really. Dismemberment. Dismemberment was, um, I think, kind of like if you watched the last scene of Braveheart, um, cut into bits, the bits sent to the various corners of the kingdom as a warning to all potential traitors. All right. So it's all pretty gruesome, and it's hard to think that this was all included in a government report, but Uh now it gets weird. Right. We haven't even gotten it started yet. Okay. So... um, Beheadings in China and Japan became kind of community events. Right. Um, what happened? Well, you'd start off with a parade um, in which the condemned would um, arrive on his horse, um, usually looking pretty awful. I think he was starved for a period. He'd be given a great big breakfast, and he would eat it, and then he'd be taken out into the yard and melted down while holes dug in front in front of him. And... His friends and family would gather around the wall and, Sayonara, he would yell, and they would yell, Sayonara back, and chop off goes his head and would fall into the hole, and he would clean it up, and then the parade would reform, and the executioner would get on the dead man's horse with the cleaned up head, and they would take it to the spot of his crime, where it would be left as a remembrance to all evildoers. And uh, your personal favorite is next. The illuminated body of Persia. Setting someone on fire is easy. Why not bore holes into a person? But they were tiny little holes, Little tiny holes, probably not too deep, in which you would then pour a little bit of flammable oil into each and then set them on fire. So he'd go up like the the Griswold's Christmas tree. Exactly. Whoosh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and these people were artists. I mean, they really found a novel way of making the what seems like the easy um, more grand and more, more of a spectacle. Right, right. What is the scavenger's daughter? The scavenger's daughter was a way of compressing a person. Was, I think it was a favorite of King Henry VIII in England. Kind of an A-frame um, apparatus in which a person would be placed into it and the execution would slowly tighten it and tighten it and your legs would kind of be folded up under you and your head would be pressed down until you're almost in the shape of a globe at which point um, blood would literally 
shoot out of your nostrils and your ears and your eyes and out your fingertips. Uh, gruesome stuff. Yeah, like pressing a grape. Right. Um, okay. Um, so running the gauntlet. We all have kind of an idea of that, but the Russians took it to another level, right? Right. That was a military punishment. Right. So they would, they would line people up. That's right. And all the Russian soldiers would have to be armed with a club. That's right. And they would send the bad guy running, along, uh, running along with uh, with his uh, in front of his comrades. And they would wail away. Wail but away. But it wasn't just like a couple guys. No, it was usually the entire unit. Um, so in the report, they discuss one in particular, right? Right. 2,619 blows the man withstood until finally dropping over. His um, body, it was said, was in a state of jelly. Yeah, kind of a gruesome way to go. Sure. And that brings us to a Roman general named Regulus. That's right. Tell us about him. Um, Regulus was a Roman general. Um, the Carthaginians captured him. Made him go back to Rome and secure a peace treaty. The Romans had no interest in surrendering. They sent poor Regulus back. Regulus knew what waited for him on the other end, although he probably didn't think he was going to get stuffed into a barrel that was studded with spearheads and then chucked down a hill. So he he basically was rolled down the hill... Right. In a very... Don't uh, kill the messenger. Don't stuff the messenger into a barrel (laughs) studded with spearheads. Kind of like a rolling Iron Maiden, right? That's right. Okay. Poor Regulus. But the idea was to come up with a clean, efficient, industrial way to take care of uh, its extreme criminals. After this long detour of medieval and historic ways, they kind of settle on the kind of modern ways, and then they debunked them. Among their practical choices at the time was the guillotine. That's right. Why didn't they choose that? Well, it's it's messy. I mean, can, can you imagine Clinton Square having to clean up that mess every day? <laughs> um, and, and the French Revolution certainly did not have a very good reputation in the United States in the 19th century. And that was the preferred method of execution over there, right? That's right, Yeah, yeah. in France. Yeah, so we don't want to be like the French. And then there's the garrot. What is the garrot? That was a steel um, collar or a cord that would slowly tighten around your neck and cause suffocation, or in some cases would actually crush your spinal column. Um, why not choose it? Oh, it takes too long. It's, it's agony. We're looking for clean and efficient ways of killing a person. Okay, so up next is the firing squad. We all have an idea of what a firing squad is. Seems pretty efficient. Why didn't the government commission choose it? Well, it required many executioners, and um, the thinking was it would encourage the populace to think lightly about the fatal use of firearms. So it was considered only a military option. Okay. Hanging, as we discussed, is easily botched, and it causes a lot of agony and slow, painful death, and that was the last thing they wanted to do, right? They were looking to replace the gallows. So you aren't going to choose hanging. Now, at the time, the uh, hypodermic needle is invented. Um, The commission considered it but decided not to recommend it. Why? That's right. I I think they wanted to keep the the idea of a vaccination as being a good thing, uh, saving lives rather than ending lives. And if the public uh, connected hypodermic needles with capital punishment, they would take your children to get 
and they didn't want that. So they land on electricity, the Buffalo dentist dream. Right. And, and uh, it becomes the method that led to the electric chair. That's right. So this is uh, upstate New York's gift to the to country. The, yes, absolutely. Uh, um, kind of thought of for the first time in Buffalo, used for the first time at Auburn State Prison, and it would become the model for the rest of the country for most of the 20th century. We've even had uh, two recent executions by electric chair in it Tennessee. Seems to be with the uh, furor around the, uh, ironically, the lethal injection, um, we've come full circle. We seem to be heading back to the dark ages of the electric chair. All right. Well, Jonathan, thanks for having our discussion about the uh, capital punishment. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a thrill. Uh we want to thank everybody for listening to us today and uh, the Condemned podcast. We hope you uh, had a chance to check it out. It it's, uh, was a really interesting project to work on, and uh, we learned a lot about the uh, creation of the electric chair and its implementation in New York right. State. So The Condemned, our series, is hosted by Sonny Hernandez and Josh McDonald. Uh, the stories were written by Jonathan and me, and with editing assistance from Sonia Duntley and Sonny Hernandez. It was recorded and patiently produced by Katrina Tullock. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you want to check out our corresponding video series, please see our Syracuse.com channel on YouTube. We did a whole series of uh, videos that uh, talk about the history of the electric chair, explore the uh, environments in Auburn and Sing Sing, and we talk about the warden of Sing Sing who hated the use of electricity and putting people to death, but still he had a job probably to do. Probably did more than any other warden in the United States. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we also take a visit to the crime scenes where our uh, subjects of our stories committed their deeds. We hope you'll check it out. Syracuse.com, YouTube. If you like our series, uh, boy, it'd be great if you shared it with your friends and give us a rating and review. Uh, it really helps new listeners find us, and uh, we really appreciate it. This is a Syracuse.com production.